the Mikey Bet Show, the Mikey Bet Show. Do you know the Mikey Bet Show? Come on, listen to the Mikey Bet Show, the Mikey Bet Show, the Mikey Bet Show. Do you know the Mikey Bet Show? Yes, the Mikey Bet Show, where the bookies get on. Hey guys, before we get into this show, I want to talk about Manscaped. So recently they just sent me over the Lawnmower 4.0. And like back in the day, I used to get these razor burns and these cuts on my balls every single time. And I would have to pull my balls. It would be looking like bat wings. I don't have to do that anymore after I got the lawnmower 4.0. I have the smoothest balls I've ever had in my life. So if you guys want smooth balls, you guys can go check out manscaped.com or their Twitter handle is at manscaped. And if you guys want, you guys can use the promo code MikeyBets. That's M-I-K-E-Y-B-E-T-S. Mikey bets, and you will get 20% off plus free shipping when you use that promo code. So go ahead, let's do that. And now let's get into the show. You're listening to episode 19 of the Mikey bets show. Starring Mikey Betts. How you doing, kid? Good, dude. I can't believe it's been 19 weeks. It's it's pretty insane to even think about. 19 weeks. Holy shit. We really haven't done much. 19 <laughs> weeks. 19 episodes of Mikey Betts and Seaweed now. Crazy, sorry, I think. Yeah, exactly. What was the initiative to starting it all? I, I totally forgot what when we when we started it. It was just like, hey, you wanna? Well, we've been talking to about it our whole life. Like we were just talking about, you know, like, oh my gosh, we should start a podcast. We should start a podcast. Yeah, and it was really funny. And then here we are now. So it's pretty cool. You were, yeah, you were given the opportunity uh, with a nice platform with uh, Belly Up Sports. Yep. Shout out to them. Shout they out Belly gave, Up Sports. They gave you the opportunity to start a podcast, and I was just. Uh, fortunate to hop along and this train is just getting going my man oh yeah dude well we were supposed to have our first guest uh who did not show up today uh danny mack was supposed to come on the show Typ- but typical Danimal. typical day the Danimal. i ran it past him he didn't like it but it's probably because i said it and not you so we went to the we went to this nice little prairie pub the other day it's a good time uh karaoke yeah, night Sounds like a good place. I gotta, I gotta go with y'all sometime. Oh, I fucking love it. I love that fucking place. But regardless, none, nonetheless, I want to get into it about the Bears. Well, real quick, um, I was gonna say this. Uh, this train is just getting going. You can follow. You can hop on the train by giving us a follow on all social media platforms. You can follow Mikey. Where at? At real Mikey Bets stock. Oh, what the hell am I saying? At real Mikey Bets. On my Twitter and my Instagram and my Facebook. Facebook, we're just getting started. It's uh, starting to bump up. We're getting a, a few a few followers on our Facebook page, Chris. Yeah, I don't know if it's on it. We're getting it. And then you can also follow um, the producer slash co-host, Chris. At, uh, go ahead, Chris. At Chris H underscore MB show. I like that little spinoff we did. And we like gave each other like little lobs right there. We're like, hey, what's your handle? Oh, what's your handle? That's what it's all about. Hell yeah, dude. So yeah, give us both a follow on the on the social medias, as the let, young kids would say, right? 
Yeah. And if you're listening, also, sorry, Chris, I don't mean to cut you off. If you're listening, make sure you leave a review on either Spotify or uh, Apple Podcasts, whatever you're listening to. Make sure you leave a review, uh, Mm -hmm. even if it's a shitty review. At least it's an honest review. Just leave something. We appreciate it. Um, Bears. What are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, exactly. Nah, nah. What yeah. did you say? No, nah, I was going to say, I'm just kidding. Just kidding. Be honest. Be honest. Yeah. Um, tons, tons to get into this week, Mikey. I want to get into the Bears moving to Arlington Heights, dude. Right off the I, bat, let's go. Everyone, oh, you need to keep the Chicago and Chicago Bears. Bro, Dallas doesn't have a team in Dallas. It's in Arlington, fucking Texas. Uh, San Francisco doesn't have a team, uh, dude. It, everywhere that all their teams are out of their out of their city, but they represent their biggest city because people realize how hard it is to have a, a team in or a stadium in the city, especially in Chicago. Um, I want to go in through the pros and cons. Well, yeah, real it. quick, you just want to say like, look the the size of some of these stadiums that are being built recently just are unrealistic and. You know, big Dude, cities and big I'm city saying, areas. It would just be unlikely. It would be impossible, really. Yeah, exactly. Sorry, I keep talking over you at this podcast. I'm just fucking excited because I, I, I cannot believe that we finally have another opportunity to get the fuck out of Soldier Field. I have been a diehard Bears fan forever, but I've always been adamant on how much I hate Soldier Field because. It's so fucking small, like you said. It, it can only hold 61,000 people, whereas the average the average holds 80,000, 80 to 85,000 people. How are we going to host the Super Bowl? And people are, oh, well, I'm the average Joe Smoke. I can't go to the Super Bowl. It's not about that. It's about creating revenue and creating, bringing livelihood to the city. Look how bumping the city was when the All-Star game came. You know what I'm saying? Everybody was out. Everybody was having a good time. And then COVID hit. But nonetheless... No, exactly. It's a, it's just an opportunity and not only the Super Bowl, but if you were able to build a stadium with a dome, you know, then you can host, you know, Final Fours, college mm-hmm. basketball, uh, concerts, I mean, pro wrestling, probably. Um, all it's sorts limitless. of things. Right. Just the opportunity is not only football, but uh, so much more. Well, my other thing is with the Bears, too, is if they get their own stadium there's no more split revenue there's no more the park district isn't fucking you left and right and they're not saying that you can't build this you can't put this four feet over here because the park code says that this needs to be here and you're no special because you just you know what i'm saying so they just Mm -hmm. need their own stadium they need to make their own profit they need to fill more uh, seats in the stands, dude. Like, can you imagine if you allow twenty thousand more fans? You'll probably make your stadium money back in three to five years if you want to pay for it. If you want to go towards the route and make the taxpayers pay for it, and you want to fight for it, go ahead and fight for it. Let's see how long. I mean, that's why Ted Phillips has his job, right? He got them to stay in Soldier Field last time. That's right. why he has his job. He oh, he, like as if that was a reward or something. Right, right. Like, oh, thank you so much. But like I said, dude. The Bears are not this multi-billion dollar corporation like some other teams that like bought the teams rich. You know, this is just a family yeah. business that struck gold, literal and, gold. And they're so know. undervalued because of the stadium deal. Exactly. The only thing with generating revenue is how is that what year 
in what year would they start to generate revenue? Because you have to think that they're going to need a lot of financial help in order to pay for a stadium. Exactly. And, now, and that's one. And then two is the Bears would have to pay. And this is, to us, this is a lot, of course. I couldn't even imagine seeing this money. But it's eight fucking million dollars a year you'd have to pay this city to get out of that lease until 2033. I'm pretty sure the Bears can afford eight million dollars if we can afford Jimmy Graham two years, eight million dollars, two million. You know what I'm saying? Two million, 14, two year, 14 million dollars. And he was a good player, but I, you know, I'd rather have it go towards a fucking nicer stadium where I could sit a nice, you know, whatever. But it doesn't even affect the cap space, anyways. So just out of their pocket. Yeah, it would just be two different, uh, two different streams. But you're totally right because what? So we're looking at nine, twelve. So we're looking at trying to do math in my head. So ninety-six additional million dollars to pay because that would probably have to just be part of the the deal. Take it out of the fucking Jersey market, bro. Um, yeah, or just part of the. It would have to be part of the purchase of the Arlington property. You know, right. Whoever's loaning out the money would would have to eat that up and just get out of that lease ASAP. I know a realtor. You do? Uh, yeah, Century 21, if you guys are interested. Call um, her up. If you guys want a if you guys want a realtor, if you guys are looking for a house, guys, make sure you guys check out Kayla Ramos at Century 21 TK. At Century 21 TK, you guys can find that in Chicago, a.k.a. Addison, a.k.a. Chicago. So you're all for the deal, Mikey? Yeah, I, I've been saying, dude, we got to get the fuck out of Chicago. I don't care if we got to go play. It's not even get out of Chicago. It's get out of Soldier Field, bro. That I just can't stand that field. And the fact that – don't get me started, bro, but that fucking mayor, Lori Lightfoot, I don't understand – if you're going to put out a disc, first of all, double check it, read it right the first time, and don't fuck up the word soldier and soldier field if you're going to try to keep the team in the city. Second, don't diss them. It was like she was like kicking them on the way out. And thirdly, what does being relevant past October even mean? Everybody just skip past that. Like she was talking about the Cubs for a second. Like relevant past October. What, what the fuck are you talking about? Because there's still games in November, there's still games in December, and we're still fucking good. I mean, right. we made the playoffs last year. Yeah, we were, what, what we go, seven and nine, but we still made the playoffs. It's not like, or nine and seven. It's not like and, we were fucking. And no matter, no matter the record, really, we're all still tuning in for the most part, right? Exactly. Dude, like, dude, don't be mad because your fucking cash pile is going away. Right. And like you said, it was just like, why as a franchise, why would you have any interest in staying as your mayor, like through, through shade at you, you know? Yeah. You're trying even to be if, funny it, even if it is, even if it is a tactic to get renovations to Soldier Field, you can understand it. I mean, it, we were just talking exactly. about it. The place is, I, I told you this, I've been to one game and I'm, I'm never going back. It's just not worth it. All the, the frustration of sitting on Lakeshore Drive and, and just getting there and then parking. The amenities are horrendous. Probably hit any, probably worse than any other sports venue you've been to. Literally. Because, what, there's four places per every level and everyone goes at halftime. Everyone has the same idea. 
you got to park a mile and a half just to get there. And you got to pay like 40 bucks just to park a mile and a half. And I know there's people like, oh, well, I walk there. Well, bro, not all of us are from the fucking edge of the lake, you know? Right. I, I don't and really care. Not everyone oh. lives. Exactly. Not everyone lives in the city and is yeah. able to do that. Yeah. And um, I mean, just, just and just think in Arlington, too. Sorry to cut you off, Mikey, but just the... Yeah. The situation where you can just pretty much build so much around it to where we're talking about generating revenue earlier that if the bears were able to buy that whole property and the whole amount of it how many different stores are you able to uh you know create how many you have a blank jobs, and jobs along with that but you can also build a hotel um so many things that make sense to create revenue streams for you but also would be amenities to your brand new stadium. Yeah, and the field's going to be ten times better. You're not you're not having a rugby team play Saturday night and fuck up the whole grass, and then the Bears have to play Sunday. You know they only play nine games a year, ten games a year there, right. two preseason, and you're going to go and fucking tear it up the day before because oh well we got a rugby tournament and we right. have a we have a soccer game on Friday. Get the fuck, go get your own stadium. You guys don't exactly. need, you can't afford an injury well, week eight because rugby players were there Saturday night. Well, that's the thing. They have no, they have no say in it because the park district right. owns it. But like, you're exactly right with uh, that's one of the biggest, you know, sales point or sales pitches you'd have to think is the ability to create your own schedule and not have any events at the field, what, even two, three days prior, you know? This will remind me a lot of the a lot of the White Sox or not the White Sox, excuse me, the Cubs talk back when uh, he was trying to get a lot of negotiations going with uh, Rahm Emanuel, uh, Tom Ricketts, and dude, the guy just wouldn't budge, and he said, "Fuck it, I'll move to Rosemont," and he was so con like into it on moving to Rosemont until the city finally budged and like moved their way, but. It's just it's crazy to see what all the techs are. And obviously, that's a different scenario. It's totally different. It's, Wrigley Field isn't owned by the city, right? It's not. It's owned by Ricketts. Um, would you ever see – hot topic. Would you ever see the, the Cubs out of Wrigley? Could you see that? No, no matter the situation, I just think it would be so unlikely for the Cubs to move anywhere um, and not play – in a, in anywhere but Wrigley Field, you know, it's yeah. just unless it's, I mean, like the field I, with everything built around it now, especially, there's just no way. Now it's impossible. Like, dude, you he put in so much money there. He when he had the chance to move to Wrigley or to Rosemont, he could have took that. He could have had so much open space and land. But hey, how much richer can you get? AKA, never mind, because that guy cries poor all the time. I do want to talk before we get into Cubs talk because I do want to talk a little bit about Cubs, especially that story that just broke with Ben Zobris that you sent me the, earlier. Mm-hmm. Yikes! For real? Yeah. How about that? Good lord! <laughs> we'll talk about it in a second. Um, I do want to talk about this hidden gem that I was looking at when I was just doing some research about the Bears and just going through a few articles. This guy went undrafted his name is charles snowden he's a linebacker slash defensive end 
He had 191 total tackles, 30 and a half tackles for loss, 15 sacks, two interceptions, 15 pass deflections, three forced fumbles, and the guy is fucking six foot seven. The guy is a monster. He's not like Leonard Floyd where he's scrawny like a little twig. Dude, this guy, he was supposed to be on the, the, the practice squad for a couple of days, and like now he's just trying to make a roster spot. Does he have a shot? I don't know. There's guys like that that – that you you just watch, you know, those are hidden gems that nobody's gonna be talking about. But like if it's a dud, nobody really cares, right? Like if he fucking fails, yeah, all right, we expect it. But this guy, I feel like he's a diamond in the rough, an undrafted player that's gonna be a pro bowl player one day. Right. Exactly. That could be some some really good potential right there. Especially with the questionable play of Robert Quinn coming off sure. of a terrible season last year. That's one of the biggest question marks, I think, on the Bears' defense for sure. Nobody's talking about it either. Everybody just ignored that too, Chris. I'm glad that you brought that up because he only had two sacks last year. How do we bring in a guy five years, $70 million, and this guy only produced two sacks? And and you never heard his name. Do you know that I – No no pass rush, no no disruptions, nothing. It just – I mean, it just felt like he was being manhandled on every play. And he always looked tired after every play. And my mm-hmm. thing is, is, I did not like the signing the second after I read this article. I, I got to credit whoever it was next week because I forgot who it was. But next week, I'll make sure to credit them. Um, they were saying that he made his decision via coin flip between the Falcons and the Bears. So, like, when you're going to sign a contract, he literally made a coin flip. I remember hearing that, yeah. Like, that, uh, legitimately 50-50. Just rubs um, me the wrong way, dude. And you like, kinda, I, You kind of wish it was the other – kind of wish it was whatever side it, uh, that wasn't the Bears. No, yeah. don't you? Yeah, now I do. Now I do. I was a shitty free agent pick last year. And you know what? I didn't think that was his worst pick, and I was wrong because his worst pick that I thought was going to be Jimmy Graham. I was like, dude, why the fuck is this guy getting Jimmy Graham? But Jimmy Graham had a stellar year last year. Stellar year. The guy had like 12 touchdowns or what, nine touchdowns, I guess? Something like that. Something yeah. stupid. He had like a touchdown every game for like eight games in a row. And with, un, you can argue, unreliable quarterback play too. So imagine him this year. Yeah, he's older. He might be like, but now you got Cole Komet. And I want to talk about this. Now, if you look at the last 10 Super Bowls, bro, they had a top five tight end, okay? This is a huge factor because the Bears – okay, first the Bears need a tight end. Obviously, we have Cole Komet who's developing, and hopefully he works out. But the Bears need one if they want to win the Super Bowl. You look at the last year, uh, they had Rob Gronkowski. I know he wasn't Rob Gronkowski of old, but that game he had two touchdowns. He was very vital. Um Kansas City, they had Travis Kelsey. New England, Gronkowski. Uh, Philly, when they won in 18, they had um, Ertz mm-hmm. and uh, Trey Burton. Trey Burton was decent back then. Um, yeah. Julius Thomas back with Denver when he was a stud. I don't know if you guys remember Julius Thomas, but, dude, he mm-hmm. was a dog back when he was when he was with uh, the Broncos. And then the year right before that was Jimmy – or not Jimmy Graham uh, – Oh my gosh, help me out with the tight end for uh oh my gosh. I just had for a brain. The Panthers? 
No, um, no, the Panthers didn't win. I was going to say, they no, lost. The, yeah, the Panthers were in it, but lost to Denver, actually. Yes, um, I'm talking about the Denver, where Denver lost 43-8 to, to the Seahawks. Yeah. Um, was it Luke Wilson? I can't I, who it was. I am drawing a blank as well. But regardless, the past, like, five, six years have been top three tight ends, and I feel like that's where the game is changing because tight ends are – they literally – you have to block, like, a left guard and a left tackle. And then you have to catch like a wide receiver. And then you got to find route. It's one of the hardest positions, and they get paid half as much than the receiver and it's a, and a tackle. You know, it's it's crazy. But I think that we definitely need one. So hey, I hope Cole Komet works out. But if not, we got Jimmy Graham right there to help us out. I guess about, you talk about the emergence of the position as a whole. And Kyle Pitts was taken fourth overall in this draft. That's the highest for a tight end ever. Well, let's talk about it. I want right, to – let's talk about that. Kyle Pitts, I actually – I'm going to do it right now. I'll give away a free play that I was going to give away at the end of my uh, – at the end of the show for our bets. Plus 700 right now for Kyle Pitts to win the rookie of the year. This, I think it would be one of your better investments to make if you put down like 15, 20 bucks. If you want to make $140 or something like that, put down 20 bucks. I think that this is perfect only because of the fact that, dude, first of all, he's a great, he has great talent. He's a great receiver. He has great hands. But you know what he's doing this offseason? Did you, did you hear about this? No, I did not. He's going to tight end university with George Kittle, oh, Greg right. Olson, mm-hmm. Travis Kelsey. All these great tight ends. I think Luke Wilson's going – all these tight ends that made – I mean, won Super Bowls and made names for themselves. Yes, I'm sorry, Tim Tebow will not be there, but – Cole Komet's going to be there as well. I, yeah, exactly. So you got to look at this. You got to say, oh, my gosh, this is an opportunity for Kyle Pitts to learn from veterans and get that veteran oomph in him right mm-hmm. before the season starts. Another thing to go along with that is the trade of Julio Jones. Yep. Dude, the guy's going to be wide open all day. You got – you got uh, Ridley right there, who's a great, great wide receiver. But who else is Matt Ryan going to throw to? I'm so surprised, by the way, that Matt Ryan's on that team still. I think it was more of a move where possibly no one else wanted him. Maybe with uh, with the money attached to him, maybe it just wasn't as, as viable a trade option. Dude, if I'm the Packers, I'm calling him right now. I'm calling the Packers right now and saying, dude, give me give me Matt Ryan too. We just took we we missed the opportunity to get Julio. Let's go out and go get Matt Ryan. If fucking if I mean I don't see a scenario where Aaron Rodgers goes back. Well, I was gonna say, how do you think that that's gonna play out? I don't think it's gonna play out. I think it's I think that he's gonna milk it until the season starts. He's not gonna play, he's gonna hold out the whole year and we'll see him on a team next year. I don't think he's gonna play this year. Think he just? You think he's cool with just sitting out a season? He's a hippie, bro. Have you heard him talk? Mm-hmm. He's like, oh man, I you know just like people not telling me what to do and just living life and just being me and and everything's just so peachy. Yeah, it's nice and you got fucking millions of dollars, bro. Like, right? You're thirty something years old. It's not like you're fifty two, having a midlife crisis. Just go play. Go or what is he forty now? Right. No, he might be having a crisis. He's in his mid thirties. Yeah, it's like what? Like I don't know. So if he wants to retire, I mean, uh, go please. Uh, I don't care. I'm, I'm more than happy for you to retire. 
for the year, even if he goes for the year. But I, if he does go anywhere, you know where I think he's going. I think he's going to Washington. Right. Right. Yeah, I definitely think he's going to Washington um, if he goes anywhere or the yeah. or the Broncos. You could be right though. He could also maybe just set out the season and I just I don't know. If I'm if I'm Green Bay, I just don't do that. I I try to trade him for you know pennies on the dollar or whatever well, you can get, really. That's right? what I'm saying, dude. I'm saying that because you're literally both just wasting your time at this point. Look how sticky that situation with Drew Brees or Drew Brees, excuse me. Uh Brett Favre was. Dude, they were literally gonna pay his ass to fucking leave. You know what I'm saying? That was my first time finding out about buyouts. I was like nine years old. I was like, what the hell is this? You could buy out a player. That was right. insane to me. Um one one buyout that I've been thinking about recently is Jason Hayward of the Cubs. Ay, Dios mios. Ay, Dios mio. Uh, wait. Right before we talk about buyouts, I, I want to get into the Cubs talk so bad. But there's so much we got to talk about for the Bears. But let's talk about the holdout, since we're talking about holdouts regardless with uh, Aaron Rodgers. Eddie Goldman, man. Well, what are we going to do? Uh, I mean, I don't, I'm not sure if it's a holdout. Can what do you think is going is he, on? What does he have to go off of? What's he... What would be a reason for a holdout? You didn't play last year. What would, be, it, your, what would be your argument? I don't know. Uh, maybe look at the record. Oh, yeah. They were at 8-8 eight and eight both years, so it doesn't really matter, right? Mm-hmm. So, Defense yeah. was, I mean, probably a little worse, right? So what's his reasoning then? Is it still because of COVID? Because he's a bigger boy and it's COVID? But he lost a lot of weight. I don't know if you saw his last workout video, which was not with the team. Yeah, it was uh, it was uh, just not but he looked. I mean, he looked promising. But yeah, that's uh, um, that's someone you hope uh, shows up the training camp because it's only going to be another piece to that defense. I think, I think it is a missing piece. I think you know, I was just saying, what what's his argument? I I think he is a pivotal piece, but I don't think it's enough to justify a holdout after sitting out a whole season. I mean, granted, for you know, for the world pandemic, but. No, right, no. of course, that's totally fine. But I think that he's trying to opt out again this year for 2021. See, I mean, if that's the case, then you, then what are you? Are you on the table? Are you on the books for his contract, or how would that situation work? That's what I'm saying. How, like, I don't know. Um, I know that Trevathan said Eddie Goldman is a silent killer. He works his tail off and loves his job. Unfortunately, the Bears, Goldman is more silent these days than ever. He did not participate in OTAs. Uh, that was the Bears Digest on sportsillustrated.com. I don't know, man. He's very important to the team, but he's very replaceable to the team as well. Well, and they've already made they've already made changes that kind of indicate that maybe they're moving on from, you know. They signed uh, former Chiefs defensive tackle, nose tackle Mike Pennell. Which I know they're so. shaking. I know they're shaking their head right now because uh, Frank Clark just got arrested. Who else did we sign as backup insurance? Oh, they drafted the kid out of BYU. Oh yeah, the the Hawaiian kid, right? Yeah, I can't think of this person, but Tonga, I think, is his last name. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, that'd be fucking badass if he would, could be a good replacement. Um, did you hear the Greg Olson story? Somewhat. I uh, I read the I read a headline on it, but 
they were they were on like uh they were on pmt greg olson was on pmt uh the other day and he was talking about how uh, they were just talking about mike martz and how he's an asshole and like dude like how do you not find a position for a tight end to be on your team that i'll never forget that that was so so fucking stupid and uh he was talking about that he goes yeah of course he goes you want to hear a bear story he was saying the bear story was uh the Bears called him and they were super interested. They were on the phone with him for like 45 minutes and they were having a great conversation. Ask him like, what zones do you know? What digits do you know? What did they do here? What did you do differently there? And he got off the phone and was like, babe, I think I'm going back to the Bears. I got his full circle. This is life. And then when it was time or and then he like saw the update and it was like, the Bears aren't going to sign him. They're going to go a different direction. They're like, we just don't have enough money. He's like, oh, okay, I understand. Have a good day. And then two days later, he looks at his phone and the Bears signed Jimmy Graham for uh, two years, $14 million. He's like, bro, I felt like I was on a cheap date. I was just used. They picked my brain and then they sent me an Uber home. <laughs> Fucking Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace. I don't know about those two, my friend. Yeah, I'm not too sure about Nagy and Pace either. It, it kind of sounds like a shady move, to, to especially to tell them up front that you just don't have the money. And then I yeah. think, I think uh, we're talking before we recorded that he was looking for less money than Graham was too, yeah. wasn't he? He was. But at the in the end of the day, I think that Graham was a better signing. I was gonna say I think he probably has a little more left in the tank too, because Olsen retired after this year, didn't he? Yes, yes, he did. But I think Graham has one more year in him, but I don't know how many more after that, at least. Well, Let's hope this year we can do a little bit better with free agents. I know we got a couple guys. Um, there's a couple of free agents left that I like. I like Moses Malone, obviously. The Bears have been interested in him. His name has been coming and going. Uh, I like Mitchell Schwartz for an offensive line as well. Uh, that's the – I don't know if you know Mitchell Schwartz. He was on the Kansas City Chiefs last year. Yeah, I was going to say uh, Super Bowl. And then I take a leap. The guy does his own contracts. Take a leap, Richard Sherman. We do need another corner. I think Trafant is a good corner, but I don't think he's a good number two. I think he'd be a good number three. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens at that cornerback position. I think uh, Kendall Vildor is probably going to be your nickel. Oh, uh, shit. Yeah, you're right. You're season. right. I think as of now, Trafant probably is your number two. And Jalen Johnson's your number one. So yeah, we'll Jaylen see what too. happens. But and then they also took the rookie whose name is slipping my mind, but the rookie out of Oregon. Um, anyways, just another player that hopefully can provide some depth. But yeah, the cornerback position might be one of the questions, along with uh what happens with the Eddie Gold situation. Let's take it to uh, some Cubs talk because uh, we were just talking about Jason Hayward and his contract buying out. What's left on his contract? I think the remaining portion of this year, of course, and then I want to say they're on the hook for the 2022 season and the 2023 season, both at like 20 north of 20 million a year. So, yeah, something probably around like $45 million are still on the books for. And nobody's going to buy that. Nobody's going to take that. No. And, uh, I mean, if you were able to trade him, you'd have to eat at least 50% of that deal, unfortunately. Yep. 
Yeah, there's no and chance. Like I, said, I mean, and for what, a fourth outfielder and a defensive substitution in late innings? Yeah. That it's no. just not worth it for any team unless unless the Cubs are willing to are willing to, you know, make that eat that money, make that deal. Yeah, I just feel like that was such a mistake. I mean, we needed it to win that World Series, I think. And maybe we could have done without him, but um, now is now. It's not 2016. Jason Hayward, right. he, he needs to get off the Cubs, man. It's it's he, time. It was a good run. And since he got here, his best season was last year, and that was just a shortened season. So it's kind of a right. limit that, is, that sticks out that isn't the norm. Unfortunately, what, the norm for him while he's been here has been really bad. Yeah, it has, but his his glove's been good. It certainly has, but just not up to the point where you justify whatever he's making. You know, unfortunately, seems like a really cool guy and a good you know clubhouse leader, but it's just not worth it to be paying that much. Thousand percent, especially for yeah. a team that's looking to save. I mean, granted, it wouldn't really matter because you would have to eat the money either way, but. Yeah. yeah, it's basically a lose lose run at that point with that at one. Least then you can give some someone else some at bats, you know. Do you think they just ride it out for two more years, or do you think that they see a potential shot at the World Series? Because, and in reality, I mean, what is the point of buying them out if you guys aren't going anywhere? Well, from my personal entertainment level, <laughs> yeah, true. Entertainment levels, I think true. We'd like to see. I hate saying this, but you know, like to see no one lose a job, you know, but cutting ties with him could maybe make sense just because, you know, well, I, I guess it really depends on what happens this year. If they're no, but yeah, totally. You don't want to pay somebody that's not doing their job. Right. I totally get that. That makes all the sense in the world. But at the same time, you know, if you're just going to put a guy out in the eighth inning for defense, you know, what's it, what's it really worth, you know? Yeah, juice ain't worth the squeeze. Um, now, do you think that we're going to be able to keep all three of the guys, or do you think the Ricketts family is too cheap? I'm talking Javi, I'm talking Brian, and I'm talking Rizzo. And not just not just are they going to sign them, is it worth it if they sign all three of them? I think you can justify signing two of them. I think it remains to be seen what they what happens. Unfortunately, I think Chris Bryant is gone. I think once once they kind of made uh, the move to sabotage his playing time and affect his uh, service time, I think he kind of turned, you know, unsettled, unsettled some feathers for Chris yep. Bryant and his agent. And I think since then, it's just been kind of, okay, we're going for the agency kind of no matter what. I think he can re- I think the Cubs can resign him. Unfortunately, I think they're gonna have to really outpay other other teams, you know. Right, right. Especially with the season he's having now and the ability to I think he's played. I just don't like his like his been like snarky. Him and Rizzo, they just been like, oh, they can they can pay us all if they wanted to. I mean they could pay it's like well, it's true. It's you know. true. It's, it's true, it's but totally true. But like, what do you think? Do you think that that should 
all be behind closed doors, like the business talk, or do you think like, oh, fuck it, it's out there anyways, so might as well talk about it? I think fans are a lot smarter and have a lot more access to stuff. Um, Even, yeah, you're right. Even with uh, Boris, too. Like, just like where everything, I don't like the guy, but he's a good businessman. Like, obviously, if he gets what he wants for his players and himself. Right. We're all all aware of contract situations and whatnot. So, right. You know, we, we all know what they're, and we're all probably thinking the same thing they are, right? that realistically they should be able to afford all these guys, but they're going to tell you they can't. And that's right. just going to be the way it plays out, it looks like. Um, this might be a last dance type situation where, you know, let's see how this season plays out. If they make the playoffs, you know, let's go for it. Um, to me, let's maybe add at the trade deadline. Um, and then, yeah, go, go from there. Yes. To me, I like it. I think it's cool. It's it's yes, it's a last dance kind of thing because you have your MVP, you have everything like that. But we I mean, we do have a couple of key players missing from that that time. I mean, we have bet want to talk about Ben Zobris, too. I mean, you heard about that story this week, uh, the one that you sent me. He was a yeah, key, crazy. key player to our team in 2016. Obviously, he won the finals MVP or the World Series MVP. Uh 2021, not so much. Oh, yeah. Poor guy. That fucking Um, sucks. Yeah, what a terrible situation. So, for those who don't know, um, I guess the Chicago Sun-Times, they released an article, um, what, yesterday or today, Chris? I think today. I think the original was released... um, original story came out from a newspaper in Tennessee because that's where the divorce people right so him and his wife who is a Christian singer uh Christian I think pop singer or something um her name is Juliana right Juliana Zobrist Um, whatever yeah they got divorced I guess she was fucking the pastor of the church and uh Jeez, dude, that's fucking insane. For 10 years, right? Who also provided therapy to these two. Premarital counseling, post, like, dude, this is, like, if you, like, this is what sociopaths are. This is, like, a sociopath. You know what I'm saying? How can you, like, how could anybody, well, you know what it is? It's a person of power taking advantage of a person of weakness. You know what I'm saying? Or, like, not even a person of weakness. Yeah, I mean, Ben Zobris had no idea. Ben Zobrist was in the fucking blind this whole time, and you got these two snakes, you know, doing this. Yo, I mean, to me, you got to imagine if if you're the fucking 2016 Chicago Cubs World Series, like you, I mean, I'd be on, nobody could cheat on me, bro. That's very wrong. Yeah, very wrong. I Absolutely. just like, jeez, bro. You could yeah. be the fucking king of the world. You don't treat your girl right. But, I, I mean, there was both ways. I, I, I don't do that. That's such a fucked up story. Say, I, don't, I don't know if he had anything to... Seems like he's a pretty... Uh... Well, did you see what... He took the time off or something because he said she was, like, claiming abuse, right? So she she's like, oh, he's, he's abusive, blah, blah, blah. And then what was his quote? I forgot what he said. Like, it's hard to... It's hard to have her feel that way when you're 2,000 miles away. 
Let me uh, let me pull up the article and then we can talk about it more. She used the words emotional, verbal, and spiritual abuse. I was shocked. Ben Zobris texted. Can't be 2,000 miles away from her and kids while she's thinking that about me. I have owned every bit of my sin, but I will not own the abuse angle. Replied Brian Yawn. I'm sure it's like getting knocked off your feet and into your head, but I can't imagine what it feels like in this moment. You're a husband and a father first. That's who you are. Yon encouraged Zobris to give his wife some space. The lawsuit alleged. Like, bro, what a fucking psycho. With those marital problems as a backdrop, Young worked himself into a leadership position with Patriot Forward, a non-for-profit group Ben Zobris founded. Its purpose is to help professional athletes tend to their mental health and prepare for life after their careers. Well, my friend, you're not doing a great job. <laughs> to, you're trying to fucking get players back on their feet after, after their careers are over and you're fucking their wives. Usually not how it works. Then, Jan drafted his job description as executive director of the charity, the lawsuit stated, um, and Jan was terminated, but he continued to draw 3500 uh, monthly salary until May 2019. It didn't explain how he got those checks, but they were uh, done fraudulently, the lawsuit claims. Then, it gets worse. Dude, the fucking... Ben Zobris donated significant sums to the community Bible church. On average, he contributed $10,000 monthly. He also gave the Yawn family between $10,000 and $15,000 to fund a pastoral trip. Bro. And then he made him a deacon for the church. I would love to find out what fucking church this is. Because this church needs to burn, bro. What the fuck is this? Yon no longer is associated with the church. Yeah, you'd hope so. Uh, yeah, he's, he's, imagine that sermon this week. You guys read the news? <laughs> hey, hey, welcome back, church goers. Seriously, fuck that guy. Dude, what a piece of shit. I mean, you see that in the news. I mean, that's why people steer away from, you know, that kind of stuff is uh you people with power put bad names to that shit mm-hmm. i think holy ben shit has a really good case for his lawsuit against that guy i think he's looking to sue him for because you have to think too if he set out in his player salary that's that's all he's really looking to get is his player salary for it ruined his years. like i mean it ended his career early you can't say that it didn't you know, people well, remember that's when everyone's like, "What's going on with Ben Zobris?" Well, that, well, that's the crazy thing is, is everyone was wondering what was happening at that point. And he played forty-seven games that year, mm-hmm. and then he left for four months. And then, I, I, did he come? He came back uh, at the end of the season, I want to say. Um, so it might have been maybe thirty, and then left, and then so I want to say he left. He left the team around May of that season, if I'm not mistaken. And then maybe came back in like September, but yeah, uh-huh. that's what he's that's what he's looking for in the suit is um, his missed his missed player salary. What a fucking rat! Realistically, I think he was making like 12, 12 something a season. So four months is about half a baseball season. So it makes sense. But on top of everything and the bad faith and everything that the guy put towards the charity and the bad imaging just 
a horrible situation for Ben Zoverson. You really feel for the guy. People like that have a special place in hell, dude. I, I don't even know. And and God, I don't know, man. Like, this story for Ben probably seems shitty right now, but there is some silver lining in the future that he's going to get from this. Like, dude, who knows? Maybe that bitch would have killed him in 10 years. Well, I, I think the, the story coming out is is a part of that. You know, I think yep. so many people are like, oh, you know, so much shit makes sense now. And, yes. Uh, yes. You know, honestly, I just hope that guy lives uh, a happy rest of his life. And, you know, he's seems like he's out of a bad marriage, to be honest. Well, and it, I like what he said. Uh, I don't want to get too gaudy, but well, John Gotti, you know what I'm saying? How you doing? Hey, Chris, how you doing? But, uh, yeah, I don't know. He was just like, yeah, I, I don't hide my sin. Like, I'm not ashamed of it, but I'm not going to add to that and say that that's my fault. Oh, yeah, he's right. Like, dude, fuck that bitch graciously. And fuck that fucking pastor, that wannabe rat. Yeah, that fuck. Sticky situation for sure, but I want to transition. Speaking into, of sticky. Hey. I want right, to transition into a current <laughs> ongoing story in baseball that's kind of unfortunately taking over. And it is itself a sticky situation with the baseball, Mikey. Your balls, know. you know, the balls just the balls, the balls aren't gripping. You know, when I have a problem with my balls, you know what I do? What's that? I pull, I pull out that lawnmower 4.0 and I shave them right up. My balls are cleaner than fucking silk. Oh my uh, god! But and you can use that promo code Mikey Betts twenty percent off, free shipping as well. Spider tech. It wasn't illegal. It's illegal now. What do we think, Chris? Yeah, the spider spider tech stuff is the stuff that was really changing the game and infiltrating too many clubhouses, it sounds like. Mm-hmm. Just, I think uh, the situation was rosin and some suntan lotion was, or some sunscreen lotion was the way to go. And it was kind of the one thing that pitchers were able to use that wasn't a big deal. But now with the spider tech and it's, you know, it's just becoming harder and harder to hit the baseball. I think now you definitely are going to see a little more offense in the game. I'm going to say. That's what they want. And that's what they want. However, with umpires checking every pitcher as they go in and out of the dugout, I think at least once per outing, you're only going to increase the time of these games. So yeah, your whole situation where you want to increase the pace of play kind of goes down the drain once you just have umpires checking every pitcher that is going to come in and out of the game. Well, okay, Chris, this is what I wanted to ask you. I kind of came to this realization as I'm getting older. I kind of enjoy sitting down, relaxing, and watching games a little bit more um, longer, right? So I was noticing this when I was watching the basketball game. I turned it on at 7, and it ended at, like, 9.03. And I was like, what the fuck? It's over? It's two, two hours and two minutes? Like, dude, the game's done. Mm-hmm. I, like, nowadays, a uh, fucking halftime game or a, a half of basketball takes 45 minutes. You know what I'm saying? It's it's great. It's pretty nice. You like it. I you like it. it. Okay. My thing is, is I, I've always enjoyed a two-and-a-half, three-hour basketball game. I've always enjoyed a two-and-a-half, three-hour football game. Right. And I, I tend to enjoy baseball games 
because I, I didn't. I didn't like golf or baseball because I was like, dude, it's a three-hour fucking game, a four-hour mm-hmm. game. Right. But now I've come to enjoy and just appreciate the fact, like, this is a, it's a long game. You just got to respect the game, you know. And sure, we live in an era where, yeah, everything needs to be sped up. So I understand that the game wants to be sped up to two and a half hours. Well, how short are you trying to make the fucking game? Right. How, and how, not only that, how many minutes, how many minutes are you really looking to take off again? Yeah. If you're, if you're really, I mean, I think some of the changes they made took the game from what, three minutes or three hours and 15 minutes to three hours and 10 minutes. Yeah. How, good job. how worth Let's it? Five how worth minutes. it is it really? You know? Well, you know, it starts at the top. You need to get Rod Manfred out of there. You need to just fucking blow that shit up. And my thing is, is you want to change the pace to the game? Okay, strikeouts get you get the game done quicker. Oh, but now people aren't hitting. Now we don't see fans. Now this, now this, now this. What the fuck do you want? Do you want the game of baseball? Do you, like, if you're complaining about time and attracting younger fans and you're attracting this and that, stop talking about the rules and make the game exciting. I get excited when I see the fucking I, – I know there's purists out there that don't like the bat flip and they don't like the fucking hoopla and the, the entertainment stuff. And I know the NBA has their own problems. But the NBA does that stuff all the time. And look how much the fucking NFL got bantered for being the no-fun league. The no-fun league for the longest time. Oh, you can't do touchdown celebrations. Oh, you can't do this. Oh, you can't do this, that, this, that. Yeah, sometimes it was a little excessive. Same thing with the NBA. Oh, you can't dress this way. You can't do this. You can't do that, 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 that. They finally loosened up. All baseball needs to do is just loosen up. I think that's what they need to do. It's all about showing expression. Yeah, man. When you were a kid, you know, how many athletes could you look at and say, you know, if they were wearing something you liked, if they played a certain way? You know, there's all sorts of things that can catch a kid's eye that just can draw them into into the game. And like you said, it, it could be bad flips. It could be anything um, dude showing, showing emotion after a strikeout um look at look at the play Javi Baez made on Sunday just I mean incredible how do you just plays like that I know when I was a kid I would just be in awe of a really great defensive place the kid oh you know? I'm like, 26 I'm still in awe you're right yeah exactly it's so, that's I, why I just I'm think, a- and there's so many sorry Mikey but there's oh, just yeah. like so many things to it's like wrestling when we were kids like yeah so many people watched wrestling when we were kids but that's because there were just so many less options if yeah if we were kids how many of us would have continued watching wrestling if we had netflix and hulu and all these streaming sites available to us like kids kids nowadays do you know well that one and then i think the the bigger thing that fucked us was their too much reach for a younger audience right the wwe i think once they what what do they go pg-13 or pg or something for that era yeah i think it was pg-13 and then they had pg yeah i do remember they were exactly it was a business move they knew that they could create long-term do you think that's going to hurt them later when they lose their older fans uh, it kind of is happening, right? I think, that's... I think wrestling is at some of its lowest numbers now, and it's it's because of stuff like that. Because one, people just don't have an interest anymore. 
Yep. Um, there's an there's other wrestling competition now. Exactly. And, and there's just other competition in general. Like I said, there's just like so many, so many different avenues of interest that can take people in so many different places that wrestling is really just a subgenre, and you know, to each its own. You know. But it, I just don't think it's ever going to get to the numbers that it was doing in the 90s. No way. Now let's take it to, and also steroids definitely helped wrestling as well. I mean, it helps. It helped in the 90s. Uh, oh, yeah, steroids and chair shots to the head and all that good stuff. But in hindsight, the, the not-so-great stuff, right? But uh, it, was, it was entertaining. Um, I loved but, it. But you... Now we know too way too much about CTE and yeah, it's that and all that. So it's you almost watch that stuff kind of with you know cringy biting, biting, yeah, biting your tongue because it's like holy shit. My thing is, yeah, I'm thinking about when you said that is the Mick Foley fight where the guy was fucking like it was like you have to say I quit the I quit match with oh, the uh, with the chair, the chair shot. That was brutal, my friend thumbtacks and shit oh yeah um, yeah the one uh, sorry the one i was thinking of was with the rock um mankind in the rock with the chair shots oh yes yes yes, yes. i'm thinking rock. about when when he was older yeah yeah, older the more, yeah i mean it's just it's ridiculous but but this is where i was trying to get back to it is is do you see that happening into baseball do you see that the baseball is going to try to they're focusing so much on getting their old fan, their young fans that they're not caring about their old fans. And I feel like that's what kind of happened with wrestling. They, they focused on one demographic so much, like they focus on the kids and that's what baseball is focusing on now. And you can't make, you can't make baseball. You can't make the face of the franchise, Mike Trout, when he has no fucking personality. That's why I like Tatis Jr. Because I don't know, man. I like his bat flips. I like his entertainment. I like the way that he presents himself. You know, it's fun. When I think of him, I think of baseball being fun. But on the other side of the coin, you can see Rizzo, right? Rizzo is uh, hes more of a purist. He doesn't like doing the bat flips or anything like that. Still fun to watch. Um, so you can enjoy the game both ways. I, I, I feel like that that's the beauty of baseball. That's the beauty of football. It's like I always say, it's just it's just a sport where everything is so diverse and you can have diversity in it and it shouldn't be only one way. And that's why I love sports. I always say it, even baseball, you have kids that Chris, we were fucking 10 when we were going to baseball games and, and we were 10 when we were going to the bulls games. And I know you only went to one bears game, but you were young. When, when did you go to the bears game? Uh, when I was like 19, 20, 19, but you were a fan. Like you've been watching the bears. You've been watching this shit since you were a kid. And now you grow up and you're a fan. We're going to be older and we're going to be fans. But no matter what, we can have a conversation in 10 years with like a 20-year-old about the Bears. And like it would be a good conversation. You know what I'm saying? Right. They attack all demographics. When's the last time I've talked to a younger kid about baseball? I have no idea. No idea. Talking to a like a, like even like a cousin, a younger cousin, a 12-year-old cousin about Cubs socks. Yeah, yeah, they're good. Right. But they don't talk about them like they talk about the Bulls, about mm-hmm. the Bears. Exactly. You know, they, oh, do you see Justin Fields? Oh, did you see 
uh, we might be getting, you know, like just training. Oh, Ben Simmons, Luka Doncic, blah blah blah. Like they don't. I don't know. Baseball has a problem, and I feel like they they can't fix it with that guy at the helm. Exactly. I, I fucking hate Rod Manfred, bro. Yeah, there's such a long way to go with it, and uh, I hope it grows. But yeah, I can. I can only watch and enjoy it for myself. Well, who knows, Chris? Maybe by 2030, we'll go from three hours and ten minutes to three hours and five minutes. Fucking idiot. Yeah, right. We'll really cut it down and, and uh, yeah, mm-hmm. it'll be good for the game. Uh, for our White Sox fans, let's talk a little bit about the White Sox. I wanted, I know we were just talking about entertaining players, and I, I love the players on the White Sox because entertaining guys, dude, they have so much emotion on that team. And it's just fun to see them have fun. Um, like Tim Anderson, I love that guy's bat flips. I think those are they're, they're just fun, you know. I don't think that it's uh, a sign of disrespect or anything. I think it's just a sign of having fun. And I correlate it to the NFL touchdown celebrations. Like, dude, you're gonna run in the end zone and just fucking hand the ball to the ref, right? You just scored Sounds a touchdown right. in right. the NFL, my friend. Exactly. Nobody gets to do that a lot. You better go fucking celebrate. That's I, I can't. You hit a home run in the MLB. That's every kid's dream. Oh, you're just supposed to fucking put your head down and run the bases? No. Um, I dude, right? Yeah. Yeah. Fuck out of here, bro. Not a chance. Not a chance. Those are my thoughts. Um, Tony Larusa. Not a fan. Still not a fan. No. Nah. Me either. Um, still making mistakes. Um. Uh, I, I mean, I haven't paid too much, too close of attention to really criticize mistakes that he's made or um, decisions he's made, I should say. But uh, I, again, I think that team is just too talented to to kind of not be good. However, they have been in some tricky injury situations, so he's trying to get the most out of. Some guys are probably more bench players than starters. So, you know, I got to give them some credit, I guess. Just some? No, I'm just kidding. Just just because I'm still not a fan of the man. So, you know, I'll give him some credit for for doing what he's been doing over there. But, um, but, yeah. Well, they're playing the Pirates tonight. I think that they're going to kill them. I think I got them at minus point and a half. That's another play for you guys tonight. Uh, the White Sox are in Pittsburgh tonight playing the Pirates. Minus one and a half is what I have them at. Um, before we get into our best, dude, I got to talk about the Bulls because I know it's the offseason and we're not even close to the season. But the draft lottery is tomorrow. Well, they didn't get the pick. Which I think is fine because this draft fucking blows. So, if anything, I don't care. Not even mad. Um, I think that we could still find players in free agency and try to win now. But now it's all about recruiting. Who are you going to recruit, Zach? Who are you going to be boys with? I, I hear that he's a good recruiter. He makes a lot of friends around the NBA. Let's see it. Let's see this summer who you can try to get on the Bulls for us. If you can get Dame, I'd love it. If you can get anybody else, if you can get Vooch. I mean, we got Vooch. What am I saying? 
If you can get um, Russ, I'd love it. If you can get fucking Chris Paul on this team, but his is what, 40 million, right? Something like that. Yeah, that's another thing is who, they, who can they afford? Right. It's, there's so much to go on with the Bulls. I feel like it's way too early to talk about them, but um, fuck, I don't know. How about that? Do you see the Ben and people want Ben Simmons on our team, bro? The guy fucking went two for 18, three for 18 in, in free throws, and they would have won. I mean, how do you have a, a point guard that can't shoot fucking three pointers I, or free, uh, free throws? I've never seen that shit in my life. Besides, like Rondo, Rondo was the worst free throw point guard shooter I've ever seen, and he was still not bad. It doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, it's a, a case of the yips for sure. Um, you hate to see it, uh, especially in a situation like that with Simmons. But yeah, now you almost feel like a trade is is bound to happen, right? Trey Young, dude, he's a little rat. He's right. a little rat. I like and, him. And uh, yeah, he's been making plays off playoffs long, and you have four teams now that are just. It's going to be interesting to see who uh, who comes out on top because it's four teams you haven't seen make it this far in a long time. Yeah, exactly. I, I I don't know, man. It's uh, bulls. Bulls are gonna be a while. Bulls are. I mean, not a while. They're gonna. They're on the up, but it's gonna take some time. I mean, they're gonna get there. I think. I think next year they're definitely a playoff team. Who knows? This year though. This year I'm putting a future bet. I already had a future bet. I took it from. Uh, I got to credit them. Uh, the college kids. They had it at fifty to one. So. Back when they had it, I put a little bit of peanuts down for them to win the finals. Now it's at um, plus 150. So they called it back when. Now it's plus 150. And uh, I'm sitting on it right now. They're giving me a cap shot. I put in like 25 bucks. They're giving me a cash shot option of 160. I think I'm going to wait for them to make the finals and see how it goes. See who makes the finals for the, the West or the East. For the East. But um. Yeah, right now I would definitely put some uh, the finals championship while it's hot plus one fifty two Suns because uh, I think the, they have a great team. Chris Paul deserves a ring, and I would love to see nothing more than that guy get a ring. Yeah, uh, unfortunate situation where he has to uh, sit out a couple more games in the Western Conference yeah. Finals, but yeah, they, they handled game one. Um, well, the thing is, of course, with Kawhi out too, it's. Um, yeah, it's kind of a blessing just, in disguise for uh, a, weird, a weird playoff situation because of those injuries. Well, dude, it's so weird, man. Like you, you got to understand that Chris Paul, this has been revenge year for him all year. The Lakers, right? Uh, well, everybody was talking shit about Chris Paul this whole year. Then um, from one of the playoffs, it's always him and LeBron. LeBron always beats him out. Like you can't get past LeBron. He finally gets past LeBron. Now he goes to round two, fucking uh, against the Nuggets. Um, I forget what the correlation is there, but he swept, he got them in four. Not a big deal. Then he goes and plays his old team, the Clippers. You know he can't play them yet, but I know he's got some like mixed feelings with the Clippers still. Then he plays them. I really fucking wished Philly made it to the finals, or I wish the Nets made it because so he could play Blake Griffin, and then that could be his ultimate revenge game. But I feel like this is his year. This is definitely Chris Paul's year. Or it's Giannis's year. But I'm going to ride with Chris Paul because I don't fuck with uh, my division rivals. And I'm a Bulls fan. True. So, I, I, don't fuck with, I don't fuck with that, dude. I don't, I'll mm-hmm. never will. I, don't, I like, dude, I don't, I don't know how anybody from Chicago could cheer for the fucking Bucks 
And like that series was so fucking hard for me, Chris, because I'm a Knicks fan and a Bulls fan. And I had to go see two division rivals face each other. It was so disgusting to see both those teams play each other. And I had, I like, I wanted them both to lose because I just hated them so much. But you're riding with the Hawks and Suns, it sounds like. Uh, yeah, Hawks and Suns. But I'm not, I'm not betting on the Hawks. No way. I think the Bucks are going to make it to the finals. Because, dude, who the fuck is going to – who's going to guard Giannis besides John Collins? Capella? Then who's going to guard Brooke? Who's – like, it's a circle. Like, it doesn't work. Um, It'll be a fun series to watch for sure. Um, Let's hop into your bets for a little bit. What do you think? Yeah, let's do that. Yeah, Yeah, let's talk about our bets of the week, and then I want to wrap that up. And I want to talk about who our guest is going to be tomorrow or uh, next week and uh, what we have going on next week, and then we can close out the show. And before you get into your bets of the week, Mikey, why don't you tell us about Rivers Casino and the Rivers Casino app? So the Rivers Casino is uh, Rivers in Illinois, Des Plaines, right over here. Uh, it's a great casino, but I love to use their app. And I use the Bet Rivers Illinois app, Bet Rivers app. You guys can find that on uh, your Android or your iPhones, whatever you got. Um, you get to use a promo code. It's called Mikey Bets when you're making your first deposit and it's going to give you an instant or not an instant. It's going to give you a match deposit up to $250. If you use the promo code Mikey Betts. that's M I K E Y B E T S. Uh, so you put in 50 bucks, you get 50 back. You put in a hundred, you get in a hundred back. You put in two fifty, you get two fifty back. Anything up to $250, they're going to match it for you. So that means you're going to have an additional, let's say two fifty to play. 250 schmackaroos to do whatever the fuck you want with. Why are you not taking it? So, yeah, go ahead, download the app today, and start playing and start winning. Now, let's get into these bets. I have, uh, well, let's start off Monday. I had the Lightning winning by a point and a half. Right now, it's the first quarter or first period, and they're up 3 nothing. So, tonight, I'm going to have tonight, which is Wednesday, uh, the Islanders money line is what I'm going to pick. I'm going to put the Islanders are going back at home. Uh, I think they're going to tie this series up 3-3, and they will go to a game seven back in uh, Tampa. Also, for Thursday, I we're going to go take it to the NHL. I'm going to do the Canadians plus a point and a half. They're at home. I don't know how they've made it this far. They're plus 850 to win the Stanley Cup still. So that just shows you what everybody thinks of a joke they are. They're tied right now 2-2 in the series. Um, and they got their coach and COVID protocols, don't they? Yep. Pretty yep. sure they do. What a, that's a, just a crazy sports year all around. Sorry to cut you off. No, no, no. You're good. It, it's, it's insane. But right now, plus one and a half, and it's it's minus 127. So I would definitely put that up. Why not? You know, I don't I don't see them. They've been close all games or they've been leading all games. So why not? Uh, Yankees Royals. I'm going to take the Yankees money line. This is going to be for tonight, tonight's game. I'm going to go with them. I'm going to hammer it because I just like the Yankees, especially against Kansas City. Kansas City's not having the best year right now. Um, Another uh, Wednesday one I want to play is just uh, taking the Sacks money line over the uh, Pirates. I think it's a Wednesday afternoon game. That's what I, I said earlier. Uh, that's what I said earlier. That was the bet that I placed earlier when uh, I was talking about the Sox. And, mm-hmm. and uh, hell yeah, good shit. This. Thank you. Well, at least I know that you're riding with me too. It means a lot. Friday, though, since we're talking about Sox, I'm also taking them minus a point and a half against the Mariners. 
What do you think about that? You got a pitching matchup on that one yet? Uh, I think it's Cease. I don't know who the Mariners, they didn't put it out yet. Um, I, I like the Sox. I think the Sox are at home for that one too, correct? Yep. Yes, no, they are. So yeah, I'll try with the Sox at home that night. Also for Friday night, I'm going to do Diamondbacks versus Padres. I'm going to do Padres minus a point and a half. That's minus one at 108. Um, dude, Diamondbacks have been getting fucking murdered. And the Padres been on a roll. Yeah. You Darvish is projected to pitch. I think it's it's going to be a good game. Yeah, I like those two. Cubs, Dodgers. Uh, I have that over seven and a half points. I feel like I, these balls are going to hit. Um especially after the new rules just got implemented. Uh, pitchers are going to be changing all their shit up. It's going to be all fucked up. And I feel like you're going to see a lot of the balls being flew, especially in the Cubs-Dodgers matchup. So that, that'll be for Friday. Um, I also want to do the Bucks versus Hawks. Going for game one, I'm doing the Bucks. I can't not go against the Bucs. Um, I also think that they're going to win the whole series four to one. If you guys want to add a little sprinkles on that, that's, plus 420 right now plays it um and then for thursday uh it's going to be sun's money line it's minus 205 right now i'm not going to take the spread i know it's an easy one and people are like oh my gosh this guy's really going to bet the suns yeah i am and uh i know you're not going to make much money off betting the suns but you're going to make some money better than you would putting interest in a bank account um and then saturday i want to do um Yankees, Red Sox. I'm going to do Red Sox money line and then Royals Rangers. That's going to be an ugly game, but I'm going to put over six and a half points because I feel like the pitching just sucks. And yeah. Uh, and then that last future I wanted to talk about is our rookie of the year future. Our rookie of the year future. I want to go with Kyle Pitts. And the reason I gave earlier in the, the, um, the podcast is because he's the number four pick. He's the highest tight end pick ever. And also, he's going to go practice with the best tight ends in the league, and he's a rookie. So um, kind of a, a cheat code and kind of a little bit of a head start more than all the other rookies. I do like Trevor Lawrence, but I don't think that he's going to win Offensive Rookie of the Year. And I do like Justin Fields, obviously, but you do need to play a full 16 seasons I or 16 games, 17 games. I believe to be rookie of the year, unless you just make an outstanding, just fucking name for yourself. But Kyle Pitts plus 700. I think that's the move. Um, as far as that goes, I think that's it for my bets of the week and my future bets. Uh, Chris, do you have anything else you want to talk about? Just uh, don't do oh. anything I wouldn't do. True, true. I got two more things. Me and Chris have started, um, we're going to start movie reviews. So oh, yeah. Yeah. we're, we're going to do movie reviews. Chris, did you come out with a movie that we're going to uh, do this week? Um, yeah, let's watch uh, Key Largo. Key Largo. What's that? Search it up. Okay. Um, here, wait, sorry, I'm sorry. Key Largo. There's a place in Florida. Yeah, type in the movie. Type in Key Largo movie. Bro, where the fuck? 1948? No. I'm not going to watch this. Come on. It's probably a Classic. great movie. 
classic film by John Huston stars Humphrey Bogart as World War II vet Frank McLeod, visiting Key Largo to pay his respects to the family of his late war buddy. McLeod attempts to comfort his comrade's widow and who operates the hotel. But McLeod realizes that mobsters, led by the infamous Johnny Rocco, are staying in the hotel. When the criminals take over the establishment, conflict is inevitable. Oh, hmm. So yeah, we're gonna be doing a movie review for the Big Lebowski, and uh... <laughs> um, uh, yeah, we could do that. Sure, Key Largo, or do you want to uh, do? No, I'm just kidding. Oh well, it's like I mean, it's gonna be. I'll try, but I don't know. You've never seen Big Lebowski, have you? I haven't. Have you seen Pulp Fiction? Not in a long time. Okay. Um, let's try Big Lebowski. You want to try that? Hell yeah, let's go. Fuck yeah, dude. I think you'll like Big Lebowski. Uh, our original plan was going to be Tony Soprano, or uh, The Sopranos, but let's start out with movie reviews, see how the people like it, and we'll go from there. Um, and then next week's show, let's talk about next week's show. We'll, we'll give you guys a little preview. We are going to have, uh, I don't know how we got this to happen, but it was pretty funny. Uh, we have Rod Blagojevich, that's former governor Rod Blagojevich, coming on the podcast. And uh, as you know, he's a huge Sox fan, Cubs fan. And uh, well, no, sorry, he's a huge Sox fan, Bears fan, and Bulls fan. Uh, also a Blackhawks fan. If you guys have any questions you want me to ask him, uh, DM me, DM Chris, and uh, we will definitely be asking him. We also have big news coming up next week as well. So make sure you guys tune in. That's going to be me, Chris, um, Rod Blagojevich, and we will be having it at La Scarola. So we will be there Saturday at La Scarola. We're back. Um, yes, sir. The podcast will be coming out Wednesday. We'll be recording it. We will. Uh, we're excited, man. That'll be fun. And um, whatever questions you guys want me to ask him, shoot me a DM, send Chris a DM, and we'll be sure to ask him for you. Other than that, Chris, it's always fun. Always a good time. Um, always, my man. And uh, I'll see you next week. Let's get it. All right, brother. Love you. Let's get it. All right, see you. See you guys.